Welcome everyone, my name is Jacob. Thank you for joining me. This is Hunt Detail. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform, I want to encourage you to check out the Hunt Detail YouTube channel. There's an incredible amount of content there, uh, gear reviews, etc., etc., including the video version of this podcast. So, uh, and also if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's J underscore Coons underscore Hunts. So, right now, there are roughly 335 million people in the United States. And of that, 29 million, roughly, play fantasy football. And that might include you, and that's okay. And 25 million of that 335 million uh, are golfers. And that might be you as well, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with golfing or fantasy football. But um, I, I don't do either, and um, if you're like me, I have little time for those sorts of things. And when you look at the number of bow hunters in the country, it's a paltry 3.7 million. And so my point in sharing this, again, 29 million fantasy football, 25 million golfers, 3.7 million bow hunters. And my point in sharing this is that you, my friend, have chosen the, the, the road less traveled, a much more difficult and lonely uh, path. I mean, there are things that you can get out of fantasy football or golf, or you pick any other sort of hobby or sport or whatever you want to call it um, that people could be involved in. There are redeeming things that come out of that. But when it comes to bow hunting or just hunting in general, uh, it can be really difficult. It can be a grind. And it it requires grit. It creates grit. It's not easy. It's challenging. And as I mentioned, it is the road less traveled. And so it's a... And let's be honest, if I have a tag and it's not filled, it's binary. I have failed. Like it's... It, failure it, it, or success in hunting is is absolute. There, It's black and white. There is no gray. You've... You've either filled that tag or you haven't, and if you haven't, you failed, and if you did, you succeeded. And there's no way around it, and uh, and if you think there is, I'm going to disagree with you. And I think if you if you don't lean into failure and um, own it, then um, then you're not really going to learn from it, and you're not going to evolve, and you're not going to get better. And so, I wanted to give some. Uh, some not well maybe some subjectivity to it in terms of growth. So let's say you filled a tag or you didn't fill a tag, but you on an individual level are o- are the only one that should really be caring about that. It's not really anybody else's concern whether you filled a tag or not. I mean obviously your family wants you to fill a tag and all of that, but um what I want to propose to you, and I'm not expecting anybody to actually do this, but hear me out, is a point system, a metric for your own internal dialogue, for your own internal evaluation in terms of how your season went. And so um, here's, here's, what I th- here's what I propose. Let you take a guess as to how many sits you've had this year and maybe a guess as to how many sits you had last year. 
And I'm just going to say, that let's say I had 40 sits. That's 20 evening, 20 morning sits. If it was a full day, then it, that counts as, you know, two sits. Uh, or if you want to count it as three, I don't really care. But you come up with the number of sits that you've had or the number of hunts since September through January or October through January or whatever the length of your season is. And maybe it's 40, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 20, depending on what you've got. And so anytime you've had an interaction or an encounter with any deer, give yourself a point. And maybe it was a doe family, maybe it was uh, a buck, maybe it was a whole bunch, maybe it was, you know, does and bucks and, you know, whatever you want to do. Give yourself one point. And then if you've, if you filled a doe tag this year, give yourself two points. And for every doe tag you filled, give yourself an additional two points. And in, for any buck that you've shot, give yourself three points. And then, and if you don't want to weight it that way, you don't have to. If you want to weight them the same two and two for a buck and a doe, I don't really care, but you, you get what I'm, you get my drift. And then if you shot a buck of exceptional quality, maybe it's a buck that you were targeting, regardless of the size, let's say, you know, it was a hundred inch buck, but it was a target buck for you, depending on it was representative of a, of a mature whitetail in your area or Maybe it was a Pope and Young, or maybe it was a Boone and Crockett, but give yourself four points for that. And so what I would encourage you to do is add those numbers up. So let's say I had 40 sits, and out of those 40 sits, I had 30 encounters. Um, like my batting average this year was really high in terms of encounters, um, at least by my standards. Um, I did kill a buck, so I got another three points for that. Um, I haven't, my, you know, I haven't killed a doe, uh, but I fully expect to by the season end. But so far, but I'm not going to give myself points for that yet. So if I calculate that up, thirty plus three is thirty-three, and thirty-three divided into forty, which would be forty sits. My batting average is eighty-two. And so for yourself, you can do the same thing and say, okay, I had 30 sits or 40 sits or whatever, and I came up with, I had interactions and encounters this many times, and um, I didn't fill a tag, but my, my score was 50%. Uh, out of the, the, the 40 sits, I had 20 encounters or... Uh, whatever that number comes out to be. And then I would encourage you to reflect on what it was last year. And if you look at what you think you would have scored last year to what you would have scored this year, then you could probably see a little bit more, in an objective way, your growth. I mean, obviously, you can reflect on what you did last year and what you learned from last year and how you changed your style or your setups or uh, how you had you know shots and you missed or you shots over the back or you hit a deer and lost them um, but it I think my point in sharing this is that I I think while filling a tag 
hunting season is, you know, success or failure, failure is binary. There's no black and, you know, there's no room for gray. It's clearly black and white. It, it is an opportunity for us to sort of evaluate what we learned, how we grew, how we got better in, our, in terms of our woodsmanship, in terms of our gear, in terms of our, our hunt success, our encounters, and how it potentially sets us up for next year as we move into sort of shed season and scouting season and turkey season and all of, all of those things um, in, until next fall. So, you know, there's a, a, a researcher by the name of Carol Dweck. I think she's out of Stanford, and you may have heard about this research. Uh, but it's called, it's regarding mindset and it's fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And so I, I won't dive into the research, but I'm going to give you the highlights of it. And I want to just encourage you to, to pick a particular mindset. I want you to pick the growth mindset for yourself if you're not already there. And so this requires a little bit of an introspection. So a, a fixed mindset suggests that intelligence is static, meaning that it is like whatever intelligence you have, it is what it is. And this, this obviously would apply to obviously hunting, your work, your school, other things that you're pursuing, uh, other things that you're trying to grow in. And so when it comes to a fixed mindset, those that have a fixed mindset um, they, they look to desire, uh, they, 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 it leads to a desire to look smart. So they care more about how they look to other people that they look smart and they tend to avoid challenges. They tend to give up easily on obstacles. They see effort as fruitless. Um, they ignore useful and negative, negative feedback. So someone says, Hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback? And, and, and they, uh, someone with a fixed mindset will avoid feedback like the plague because, because ego is, is their priority. Ego is um, how they, um, uh, you, you know, what, what they worship at. The altar that they worship at is ego. And so feedback for them is, is, a, is a knock on their ego and therefore they do not want feedback. And then when it's, it comes to the success of others, they feel threatened by the success of others. And, and I think, think about, maybe it's you, or think about some other people that, where other people have had success, these people are jealous or think it's unfair or whatever. And I've, I've encountered those people as well. That is not me. I, I really am cheering for everybody because we're all on our own journeys. And... Um, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't cost me if someone else is successful per se. So as a result, they may plateau early and achieve less than their full potential. This is a deterministic view of the world. So that's the fixed mindset. Growth mindset, which is really part of, it's in the title of this podcast, that in terms of growth mindset, Intelligence, the, the thought is that intelligence can be developed. It leads to a desire to learn and therefore a tendency to embrace challenges, persist in the face of setbacks, see that effort is a path to mastery. They learn from criticism and they find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. And as a result, they reach even higher levels of achievement and they see that there's a greater sense of free will in the world. And so... 
I just I want to say that you know growth mindset is is as we come to the end of this year, that's where you want to play. You want to lean into your failures. You want to lean into the the feedback or criticisms um, that you receive, assuming they are from people that that have a heart of love and are giving that, that feedback to you um, with love and not to sort of hurt you or tear you down. So I want to add that disclaimer to feedback and criticism because there are, are people that, that do want to hurt you and tear you down. So you have to really screen through who are the people that love me and take that feedback and use it to get better. And I, you know, I've been listening to, I also listen to podcasts and I hear about folks that are awestruck when they meet somebody that, and, and, and these are hunting podcasts for gosh sakes. They're, like they're awestruck when they met somebody that's, you know, a TV hunter or whatever. And that's kind of weird in my opinion, uh, to be awestruck because Again, with the growth mindset, you can be, it's really linear in, in my opinion that it's a function of effort and, and, and time. You can be you know, as good at whatever you want to be as long as you are putting in the time and effort and energy, whether, you know, and I know we're, it could be hunting, it could be whatever it is that you're focusing on at work in terms of development, but I just, I leave you with that. Because I think it's important. I know, as I started, hunting is is uh, binary. It's either success or failure. But lean into your failure and really lean into that growth mindset as we go into next year. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you all for joining me. I will provide an update on my own hunting endeavors um, soon. And... Um, Best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you all again. Bye-bye.